0: Emotional consideration for growing Greater Philadelphia provided by the General Building Contractors Association. This is
1: the Growing Greater Philadelphia Podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia Radio Program. Now, here is Matt Gabriel. Yeah.
0: So, folks, we're gathered here at P. Agnes with Pat Pasquarello. Pat Pasquarello III, correct? Right. Yeah. Pat, thanks for joining us. Thank you. So, tell us a little bit more about the history, the story of P. Agnes.
1: Pellegrino Agnes was my grandfather who immigrated to America from Italy, Naples, Italy, and as a young man, and he came to this country with very little money, Mm -hmm. and after a few years, he started working as a carpenter, and eventually started his own little carpentry business.
0: And those were really the roots, the foundation that today has grown into this uh, really impressive, almost a household name, I would say, certainly in the construction industry, but the P. Agnes signs are everywhere.
1: Yeah, we're fortunate to uh, have some work around the city and be able to put up our signs, but uh, he started the company 100 years ago, so 1918 was the beginning. Wow. And how young was he? He was about 20 when he came to this country. Yeah. And um, he actually never saw his mother again once he left.
0: It's impressive that a young man who's come to a new country looking to establish himself and start a family and, and provide for his family has the courage, has the entrepreneurial spirit to really build something the way your grandfather
1: did. Right. Couldn't speak the language. So he was really starting from scratch. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's really impressive. So Pellegrino, he really establishes the operation as a modest yet successful organization focused mostly on carpentry. And then over time, the P. Agnes operation really grew and evolved. Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Yeah, his son, Louis Agnes, my uncle, then took the company from the very small beginnings carpentry company, as you said, and grew it into a general contractor Okay, and started doing larger projects. Little by little, the projects grew and got bigger. And when I got involved, we were still rather small and I was able to grow the business to where it is today. That evolution
0: and thinking and adapting about what's coming next, going from carpentry to general contracting, do you still describe the P. Agnes operation as a general contractor?
1: Well, we're more involved with construction management today. Yeah. So when I got involved, we were strictly general contractors. And like a lot of other folks around the early to mid-70s, we got involved with construction management. Gotcha. So the largest part of our business today is construction management, although we do and are still general contractors. That's an important distinction. And I do want to touch on a little bit more
0: because I love this part of family businesses, uh, Pat. When you think about Lewis and when you think about Pellegrino, did you have a chance to connect with Pellegrino? How long was he
1: with us while you were growing up? He was around till I was about 24, so I had I had him my whole childhood. Nice into my early adulthood, and he was a very important part of my life.
0: That's great, and a great opportunity to spend time with not only your grandfather but somebody I suspect you really look up to and admire. And how do you think he would feel today if he was looking at the P Agnes uh, operations? He would be proud.
1: Yeah, he really would be. Yeah, that's great. And Lewis still with us? No. Y- your uncle? No. Right. Lewis is not with us. His son, Jay Agnes, is my partner, yep. and we work together. Jay uh, also handles our real estate holding company. So um, we work together on yep. a daily basis.
0: And uh, how about the size of the operation today? How many employees does P. Agnes have?
1: We have about 120 yep. right now. We're right around 200 million per year in sales. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty significant and your geographic
0: reach are you pretty much greater philadelphia do you go uh, you know as far as new york and as far down south as dc or are you pretty much keeping it to the tri-state area tri-state area for yeah. the most part every once in a while we have a one-off project that might be in virginia or connecticut but that's rare yeah And for a special client that really wants you guys. Right. Yeah. And how about the operation? You mentioned Jay. I suspect there are other members of the Agnes and Pascarello family who are involved.
1: My children, Patrick and Christina, are with us now, working with us. We're a family uh, organization. That's great. The next generation, they represent the fourth generation. That's great.
0: Did you ever have a doubt that you would be getting involved
1: in the family business? Was that kind of like a question for you when you were a young man? It was never a question in my mind. From the time I can remember, I I always gravitated towards my grandfather and what he did. And he used to drive me around the projects when I was a little kid. Yeah. So I, I really knew what I was going to do when I was quite young.
0: Yeah. Not only would it be natural, I can sense that you were inspired by going on those job sites when you were a kid.
1: Yes. Yeah. Very I was cool. fascinated by it. Yeah.
0: So, um, I wanted to shift a little bit and talk about the evolution of P. Agnes. And, and I know you guys have developed a real specialty when it comes to the healthcare space. If you could elaborate a little bit more on some of those specialty areas of expertise that you bring when it comes to healthcare construction.
1: Well, it is unique. It's not common construction, it's very intense in terms of mechanical, electrical, and most importantly, I should say, uh, infection control is a huge part of the healthcare construction type. So I know um, that in this
0: life sciences space, you're going into, in some cases, to your point, Pat, about infectious control, you know, you go into a clean room and then you have to maintain a certain environment in that clean room before the door will open again. Is that the type of
1: specialty construction you're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Mostly the problem that we deal with is dust. Mm -hmm. Construction dust is a real problem in, in an infection environment. Gotcha. We're in a clean environment, I should say. Yeah. And this uh, evolution into life sciences, was it kind of planned or did it just kind of evolve? Actually, it was something that I concentrated on when I started in the business as a project manager in the office. We had a project at Graduate Hospital which is no longer around 18th and South right and it was one of the only private projects that we had at the time most of the work we did then was public work the city the state the federal government or SEPTA yeah was a lot of what we did then and this one project was something that I was fortunate enough to be able to be involved with and I just gravitated towards that type of service working for the owner And it worked out really well, and I decided that maybe we should try to work in other hospitals. And one by one, we solicited other uh, folks, and we started working in other hospitals. And that's how we began to create or develop this uh, specialty. That's great, and I love that
0: uh, the idea of, you know, you do one. And uh, get all the expertise around it. Then the next thing you know, you're doing another. And before long, you have a portfolio of really impressive projects in the healthcare hospital setting. And now people are calling you because you've developed that reputation, that image, and that brand. Exactly. Yeah. That's what happened. And it's not just healthcare. Because I know your team at P. Agnes was recently recognized in the past year or so with an award for a project that wasn't quite a hospital, but is still welcoming guests into the greater Philadelphia region. I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about, I think it's called
1: The Study? Yes, The Study Hotel is a project that we did on Drexel University's campus, but for a private developer. And it's a new hotel. It's about two years old now, a little less than two years old. Very successful. Great timing for their their decision to move into the city. And it's a boutique, hotel that, um, like I said, has so far been very successful.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we're seeing so many new hotels open in not just the city of Philadelphia, but across the 11-county region of Greater Philadelphia, because that tourism and hospitality industry is such an important part of our economic growth in Greater Philadelphia. It's great that the P. Agnes team is, is part of that as well. Yes. you know these cranes are everywhere. Construction projects are everywhere. That goes back to my earlier comment that almost every corner you turn, you can see a Agnes sign with your team working on a project, which is really impressive. We have to work on getting a few more signs out there. That's always a challenge, <laughs> yeah, right, as a business owner. yeah, That's true. Yeah, one day's great, but you always got tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. I did want to stay on this theme of recognition for a moment, Pat, because I also know that uh, you're very involved in the community, and you were honored recently by Ronald McDonald House. Yes. And I was hoping you could share with us a little bit more about how that came to be and your involvement with Ronald McDonald
1: House. Well, we were selected to be a construction manager for their new um, addition to their facility on Chestnut Street, the first Ronald McDonald House. And it is an eight-story hotel-type facility that will house the families of children that are ill and, for the most part, at Children's Hospital mm-hmm. or Will's Eye Hospital. Mm-hmm. And so, as I said, we were selected as CM, and that's how I became involved with Ronald McDonald House. And I was able to help them raise some money through the building trades, who have made significant donations that various trades have made significant donations to the cash donations mm-hmm. as opposed to um, in-kind sure. material or labor donations and um, it's worked out real well so far so I was I was fortunate enough to be honored uh, last month nice. by the house
0: yeah that's great and I'm, I'm really glad I want to pick up on a couple of those things one is not many people know Ronald McDonald House. So I wanna I wanna focus on the fact that Philadelphia is known as a city and a region of firsts. First medical school, first hospital, first university. There's literally scores of these. And you referenced, and most people don't necessarily appreciate this, the first Ronald McDonald House in the country was established right here in Philadelphia yes. in partnership with Children's Hospital of Philadelphia.
1: Well, I don't know if it was partnership with children's at the time. Okay. Maybe it was. I'm not sure. Yeah. Not no, that's that. that's but okay. Yes. It yeah. was actually on Penn's campus. The right. first house was in an old fraternity home, her house that they created. And converted. Yeah. Converted. Yeah. yeah. And then they outgrew that facility and moved to where they are now on Chestnut Street. Right. But I think there's like 300 houses in the world. Right. Right. All starting from the work that occurred here in Philadelphia.
0: It's really impressive. And we as a community should be proud of that, as, as should you, because the other thing I wanted to touch on was, and this too sometimes gets taken for granted, this spirit of collaboration and this spirit of wanting to help others. You saw that firsthand. You actually helped make that happen with the Ronald McDonald House Project by rallying your peers in the construction industry to come together and say, let's help out these folks. They need our help and, and we have the good fortune to be able to help them. And, and that's really important. And they've responded.
1: I take my hat off to the Building Trades Council. They've been very cooperative in that regard. And
0: it's because of you, Pat. They well, did. You made the ask and, and you saw the opportunity and they responded in part because of you and you should be proud of that.
1: It's easy to ask. Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to deliver.
0: That's right. That's <laughs> true. I want to touch on just very briefly, it's going back into the construction space and that is the diversity of our workforce because I know it's a consistent challenge in a lot of different industries, but I would suggest it's probably a more concentrated challenge within the construction management field, and not just with gender, with all areas of diversity. And I know you and the team at P. Agnes have that top of mind, and it's something that you work towards every day to be more inclusive.
1: Yeah, it's very important that we include folks in the community. And uh, I think it's really about education and educating young people. When I say young, I mean junior high school or middle school, I guess you'd say, yeah, or sooner about the opportunities in the construction business and the construction industry, be it design or construction, and I think there's a lot to offer in this industry, and that's the key: education and awareness building. Yes,
0: to your point, let these folks know, let these young kids know that there's a career to be had here, and uh, and a, and a very um, rewarding one at that. You know, you're also living it in the sense that because I didn't, this wasn't lost on me, that your son and your daughter are both involved in the business today and I don't know how unusual that is to have the daughters, the aunts, the nieces of family-owned businesses especially in the construction world to step up and get involved is that something that is surprising
1: to you It's not surprising I have a number of friends that are my peers that have their daughters involved in the business I also have friends that are women that own their own construction company so we're seeing it more and more not only um Minority people, but also women, women owned companies. So, Excellent. more and more, which is good. It's good to, to have that. Yeah, for sure. We have an um, apprenticeship program where we actually bring kids, high school kids, and sometimes kids that have graduated from high school, into the GBCA and we give them training specifically in math. So, and math and also training for interviewing for a a job. So they have that experience, but we teach them the math so that they can take the apprenticeship tests. And then once they pass the tests, they can be sponsored and be admitted into the unions. So that's something that we just in the last couple of years have developed with some other people, including University of Pennsylvania, who is very interested in developing the workforce, the construction
0: workforce. The focus on that workforce development for young people in the construction space is so important. And that work that the GBCA is doing under your leadership as a volunteer with GBCA and as a member of GBCA and, and others, that focus on the process, because what you were just describing is really a process around, you know, one, I got to know about the industry. Two, I have to have that skill set specific to math and other areas of, you know, technical expertise or at the very least engagement. And then you mentioned, you know, you got you to gotta hit a milestone. You got to qualify. And then once you qualify, then that's your step into an apprenticeship program and, and into a union. And that path is so important to have a navigator. And that's really what it sounds like the GBCA is providing, that navigation for young
1: people. Yeah. Guidance. Guidance through the process so that they know what to do and how to do it. And then once they are admitted into the unions, they develop a skill, and then we have a reliable workforce in the industry. That's the concern, that the workforce is shrinking. So we have the kids available. We just have to to educate them about the opportunities, and then we have to help them take advantage of the opportunity. It's your workforce of tomorrow. Exactly. So Pat
0: Pascarello, P. Agnes, thank you so much for joining us on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Your story is really inspiring, and we're really proud to call you a member of the Greater Philadelphia business community. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Our Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast is brought to us by many of our investors and partners, including Stradley Ronin. They're a proud investor of Select Greater Philadelphia, and their more than 200 attorneys represent private and public companies in everything from sophisticated corporate transactions to complex litigation. You can learn more at stradley.com. And by Independence Blue Cross, a leading health insurance company offering health plans from Managed Care, Medicare, and Medicaid, and they have over 10,000 dedicated employees right here in Greater Philadelphia. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Check out all of our podcasts and be sure to tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT.
1: Thanks for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia.